Them fancy dinosaurs is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Hey, you're listening to Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, a shit-talking podcast about movies, TV shows, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Nick, and with me is... Kyle, the other guy. <laughs> you're the other guy today, buddy. What is going on? What is going on? Um, movie news stuff. Oh, wait. What is going on? I got a new phone. Which one? I got the Huawei or the Huawei. However the fuck you Huawei. pronounce it. Huawei. Huawei? Huawei. Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> it's just turned into an in- inaudible garbage. <laughs> this thing is pretty cool. Like, it's, it's dope. I like it. I haven't sussed it out yet, but I'm pretty sure I can control time and space with it. You can. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I can control space and time with it. So that is your TARDIS? Yes. You are now the Doctor? No. Oh, the doctor. You are another Time Lord. I am... The Master. Bro. I am the Time Lord. <laughs> I wonder if that was like the first Time Lord's name. He was <laughs> the Time Lord. <laughs> Probably. And then ever since then, everyone was just like, oh, we're going to have a different title. With Doctor Who, is it... Because I, I saw it, right? I saw most of the newer series, not like the old fucking 80s or 70s version, right? Yeah. One with Christopher Eccle and... Um, oh, is that, that his name? The Christopher, the Christopher Eccleston one. Yeah, so good. And then I saw David Tennant. David Tennant was awesome. And then I saw most of Matt Smith. And yeah. then I, did, I saw a little bit of Peter... Capaldi. Capaldi. And I haven't seen any of the new one. I don't really care. But like, <laughs> I just... I lost interest after Matt Smith's terrible, terrible run as the Doctor. And it's just... After halfway through... Oh, it's when he introduced that other girl, whatever the fuck her name is. She's so boring. Clara. Clara, yeah. She's terrible. The girl who was lost through time. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. I Well, actually, I lost interest during the Rory and Amy arc, most of it. It kind of yeah. gave me the shits after a while. Yeah. Because it became the Amy and Rory show, and then the Doctor was just a side part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, generally when they try to add romances like that into shows, I feel like it ruins them a little. Yeah, exactly. Like but even with um, regular show, that whole Mordecai and Margaret thing, <sighs> right? It was terrible. I know, but it spoke to my heart. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it was still the worst episodes of the show. Yeah, every single Margaret episode was just bad. Yeah. and um, um, But I guess so. that's why there was one favorite companion and she was... Donna. And why was that? Because she didn't take any shit from the doctor. And she didn't fall in love with yeah. him. Yeah, she, she just didn't give a fuck. She's like, oh... You got to go through space and time. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Good old Donna. Oh, she was the best. Yeah. I haven't watched the latest season yet. I will. Yeah. Once I finish Peter Capaldi, I'm making my way slowly through. Like, it's a really tough burn. Like, I'm trying my hardest to get through Peter yeah. Capaldi. See, just. Yeah. It's always difficult to start a new doctor. I don't think so. I, it was difficult for me to get through Matt Tennant to Matt Smith. Uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith. Burr. Matt Tennant. <laughs> Matt Tennant, the same man. I went into David Tennant really quickly. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, but Christopher yeah. Eccleston will always be my favorite. Yeah, because he was just cool. He had the right he amount the of darkness. cool and dark. Yeah. yeah. See, the Doctor has always been a little bit silly at the same time. Yes. Like, he really has been. But Christopher Eccles' Doctor wasn't Eccles. that Eccles or having a fucking... Eccles. Pickles. Christopher Pickles... Um, his doctor, I feel like, wasn't that silly. 
No. It was very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Peter Capaldi. Yeah. He went back to that serious, I'm an old girl. Yeah, but the thing about Peter Capaldi's one, he's um just crap. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better term. Yeah, I haven't watched enough to know if that's true or not. Actually, no, no. They... See, Christopher Eccles' one is dark for adults, where Peter Piccoli's one is dark for children, <laughs> dark. if that makes yeah. sense. Well, that's, the show went so badly down that route towards the end of Matt Smith's. It's yeah. like, we're a kid's show now. Yeah. We're not going to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> that bullshit. It's not a kid's show. No. Well, it needs to be a, a devilish, dark comedy. Well, yeah. Through space it's and about time. A fucking destroyer of worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. He's a destroyer of worlds. One of my favorite episodes actually was when Matt, um, David Tennant's doctor fought and won against the devil. <laughs> do you remember that episode? Yes, I do. I loved it. Because <laughs> he killed the devil. Well, he didn't kill him. He just trapped him in a black hole for eternity. <laughs> a fate worse than death. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So, uh, talking about dark stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Over the Wall. The Cartoon Network uh, mini movie. I guess, would you call it a movie? Uh, no, I wouldn't call it a movie. A limited it's series? A limited series, yeah. Yeah, from 2014. I'd say it's a movie. I watched it on DVD yesterday and it was all compiled into one part. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And it went for about an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Fucking Frodo Baggins is awesome. Frodo. Yeah, Frodo. Oh, that's right, because it's what's his face? Yeah, Frodo Baggins. Yeah. What's his real name? Elijah Wood. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Orlando <laughs> Bloom. What? Elijah Wood. Yeah, he plays Wirt, one of the main characters. Yeah. yeah. His brother Greg. Spoilers, people, we're gonna be talking about over the garden wall. I wanna get a little bit in depth to it. Yeah, we have to. What do you think? If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fucking amazing. Beautifully beautifully animated. The story is amazing. The the music, the musical score, yeah, fantastic, beautifully acted. The voice yeah. acting oh, in it, it's fucking fantastic. Through and through, it's amazing. They yeah. have some really big names in there: John Cleese, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Elijah Wood, and then there's more. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, I know there's more. Actually. I listed like five names down. I wrote like ten pages of notes for this one while I was yeah. watching it yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and um, so if you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall, please go watch it. Where do you think they are? I believe that they are in a state of limbo and basically the outcome of what they're doing decides whether these two kids live or die, essentially. Mm -hmm. So everything they're doing is is basically they're dying. Mm -hmm. They're about to die. Actually, you know, let's rewind it. Um, Let's go back to the start of this. What is Over the Garden Wall about? Over the Garden Wall is about two kids who are lost in the unknown which is a deep, dark forest. Mm-hmm. They're being pursued by both a woodsman and the beast, which is this dark shadow of a creature. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone gets confused of who is the beast and who is not the beast. And these two kids make their way through different towns, villages, uh, areas, mm-hmm. trying to find their way back home. It's one of those shows that it's left up to the audience to decide what actually happened. Yeah, exactly. See, with me, whenever I watch shows like that, I always like to imagine the creepier, well, not the creepier, sorry, the the more magical way that happened. So so they weren't actually in limbo. They 
actually went to a, they actually got lost in a forest and they were trying to, (laughs) and all this crazy shit was happening. So they're in an alternate dimension or just deep in the forest. Just really deep in the forest. Maybe the, they went through a wormhole or something that was, maybe the forest was connected (laughs) through wormholes and shit like that. That's how I like to see it. Yeah, that makes sense. Could be. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, yeah, I still feel like they're dying because when they finally came out of the unknown, Wirt woke up and he was in the lake that he fell in yep. after rolling down the hill mm-hmm. and then grabbed his brother. And there's a lot of different symbols of death and dying. And In the second episode, the part two, where they go to Pottsfield with the pumpkins. Yeah. And, you know, those pumpkins basically, uh, one of the girls looks at it and says, aren't you a little early to be here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was re-watching that scene and... It was like a reverse New Orleans wedding, uh, funeral, sorry, New, New Orleans funeral. Um, when they were approaching all the grave sites, they were playing the sad and somber music. Mm-hmm. But then when they left, because all the skeletons had come back and they put all the pumpkins on them, they played the happy jazz, right? So it was like fully reversed because like, you know, they're back and reunited with their friends and family. And then at the end, the uh, pumpkin king says to them, don't worry, you'll be back here soon. Yeah. Oh. You need the cat. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> in the pumpkin outfit. Yeah, there's a couple of other little throwbacks throughout the series. Like, mm-hmm. you know the episode where Quincy Endicott, the rich millionaire, sees the ghost in his house? Yes, yes. Right? Um, in a, the flashback episode, you actually see a gravestone with his name on it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so either that's sense memory and they made that up because they were going through this little thing or, you know, it is this weird afterlife-ish or they just went through into another parallel dimension where he still he was still alive. That's also fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that series really comes to the yeah. crescendo. Um, that really creepy episode. Uh, the one that's very reminiscent of Spirited Away with the giant auntie whispers. Oh, yeah. You who will be devoured here tonight. <laughs> and then it turns out that the daughter is the evil one. <laughs> She got really upset. <laughs> that was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Well, it all boils down to one of the third last episode where Greg's in his dream world mm-hmm. and he asks the queen for the wish and it's to give his own life for Wurtz because mm-hmm. Wurtz about to lose hope and he's, he's making his way yep. deeper and darker into desperation and depression. <laughs> and then he gets taken over by the beast. I love the... Um I love the, the little Robin. Oh, Beatrice. Beatrice. She's fucking hilarious. She's so catty. <laughs> I love it. She's my favorite. Yeah. And she, and there was so much character development in that, in that yeah. as well. Like she started off just, you know, she had one goal and that was to take the kids to Adelaide's house. Mm-hmm. So she could, Adelaide could have children to turn into slaves. And also she could yeah. turn back into a human. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when the whole uh, limbo theory starts to fall away. Is, you know, there's this whole subculture in limbo and in this place yeah. that exists. Yeah. And, yeah, so it really is strange. <laughs> yeah. But fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it, the very last line of the movie was, and that was the ending and everyone was very happy with it and that's the end of it. Okay, bye. <laughs> literally what he said at the end. But, yeah, no, it was a good pick and uh, amazing series. So if you guys 
do go back and watch it would like to hear your interpretations of yes, it. Yes, definitely. Because it's so open. It's 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 almost as open as Inception for interpretation. Yes, do you like, or how about this, you guys vote. Do you like me 